Blog Talk Radio.
with you or for them to say, I don't know, maybe I can, maybe I can't. I'll just say, God, what do you say? If you say to me, I want you to do the service, then I'll do it. And that's what's going on this evening because our normal youth speaker, Minister Lawrence, um, I'm sorry, Seabury, is not available because of his previous obligation that he has going on. He's out of town with his uh, church, and he was not able to uh, fulfill his obligation on tonight. I will be standing in for him. So I want to say to you all, welcome to Smile 3E on Sharpening Iron Blog Talk Radio. This is a worldwide web service as well as a worldwide web social media, Facebook Live. I'm your host tonight, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, and we're going to take a few minutes out to pray, and we're going to get right into our service for tonight, okay? Father God, we come to you right now with our hands up and open to receive forgiveness for you for every sin that we have done openly, honestly committed sin, sin we're not aware of, sins we are aware of. God, we just ask you right now to forgive us, God, to give us your heart, to let us receive your heart, let us desire your heart, let us want your heart, God. God, we know that you said don't let our good works be evil spoken of. God, we just ask you right now for leadership and guidance. We ask you for someone that's going to come into our life that can lead us and guide us on purpose, for your purpose to be about your business, not someone that's coming in with a pre-program, but someone that's coming in, God, to get our mind preset on what we were born for, who we are, whom we are, and why we are here. God, let your word be planted into the ground. Every heart part of the body, the heart, the mind, and the spirit and the soul, wherever, every place it is, oh God, that your word needs to fall, Lord, let this word fall tonight and break up that hard ground. God, if you don't do it, it's not because you can't. It's because a person wasn't willing to receive you or they didn't allow you, even when seeing what was put before them. God, I want to have clean hands before you. I want to do what you said to do. Keep me focused. Keep me on assignment. And keep me, God, in your mercy and your grace. God, I pray these things. Is so and so it is. Amen. So tonight, if you are on blog talk, please, if your phones are not muted, please mute them so that we can make sure no word is missed or misunderstood and that everything is said on tonight, you will hear it. Okay, well, we're going to start off like this. Our foundation of Scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Okay, if you're watching this video live, or if you're watching this live video on a replay, please share it, whether it's live now or live in the future, please share it. If you're listening on Blog Talk, please call your family and friends, especially the young people. If you're younger than me, you're considered a youth. 
if you're anywhere from childbearing age on down, you're considered a youth. So no matter what, 61 and down, you are a youth. As far as I'm concerned, you are a youth. (laughs) And I believe this word is for all of us. Now, if the shoe fits, wear it. If the shoe fits, wear it. If the shoe don't fit you, but you know it fits somebody else, please let them know what was said because there is no excuse. I wrote some little notes down today. Um, We know that the king's heart is in God's hand. We know that what is it for us to profit the world and lose our whole soul in the end? We know that love fulfills the law. When you love one another, that is a law. It has been fulfilled when you love one another. We know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We know that. I say, okay, what if God said yes to to you on something you wanted? What if God said yes? Mm-hmm. But what if God said no? What if something you asked God for, he didn't ask you? you got to remember this. If God before, God is more than anything in the world. It says if God before her for us, he is more than anything in the world. That's what the word says. So if you don't get anything out tonight, get that if God be for us, he's more than anything in the world can be against us. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That once I have loved my neighbor as I love myself, I have fulfilled the law of the Lord. We must remember that what does it profit me to gain the whole world and lose my very soul in the end? We also have to remember that the king's heart is in God's hand. That's rather we're talking about the president, the mayor, the governor, the alderman, the police officer, whoever, even us, your pastor, your uh, parents, your guardian, your spouse, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, aunties, uncles, even some of you all have friends that you look up to and hold on to every word they said. But the king's heart is in God's hand. And our job is to be able to serve and please the only real king, and that is our Father God in heaven. That is our job. So I had been I had studied one thing I wanted to talk about, but as the day went on, as I was Remembering a conversation I had with a dear dear person to me uh, yesterday and the day before, and I was looking at what was said and what was done on the news. Um, it was an 85-car pileup, uh, close like Wisconsin, Illinois area. It was uh, an apartment building, a condo building had 
follow fire, and um, people had lost everything they had besides it's supposed to have been some workers, border workers, uh, tending to apartment uh, cover-up for a senior, but they stole money and jewelry out of her home. It was things that were talked about, a shooting in California at a rented house for a house party. It was the bombing over in Ukraine, just all kind of stuff. And the young man that the five police officers, we're not going to pull no race card because you can't pull the race card in this situation. You could pull the integrity card. You could pull the card for did they even care. You could pull the card for why is it that our own people are always hurting themselves. Because we're not operating under the law, God's law. Mm. Yes, he said, render Caesar's what Caesar's, but he said, give him what's his. That's what God said. So we have a problem with authority. We either resist authority or we think we have more authority than we really have, and we think we don't have to submit to authority, or we feel that uh, we have the authority to <clears throat> act however we want to act. So let's get into this. So I begin to talk to God and say, God, what, what is it that I'm really looking at and what is it that I'm seeing and if, uh, what is it that you want me to say to your people on today? And I opened up my date Bible, and uh, I forgot what I was looking for, but I looked up a word, rioting, was what the word was I saw. It's not what I was looking for, but that was the word that jumped out at me, rioting. See, a lot of times we think about rioting, we think about a group of people, a band of people getting together, doing like they did uh, January the 6th at the White House. That was rioting. Or we think about how when uh, COVID hit and how the people were going through the cities uh, robbing the stores and rioting the stores and doing like that. But a lot of times we have riots in our mind. We are operating in a riotous state of mind. Uh So when I looked at that, it gave me Romans, uh, what was that, 13... And 13, the verse. But I decided I was going to look at it all from verse 1 through 14. And as I was reading it, I said, okay, um, let me write down what it is I'm seeing. So I wrote down what I saw from verse 1 through 14. Because as I was reading it again, Romans 13, it was talking about authority. It was talking about God's law. And it was talking about us as we minister. See, whatever you do, it should be a ministry. So you could show a ministry of love, 
or you can show a ministry of evil. Whatever ministry you show, you're going to ask it to God concerning that thing. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get mad at me. Because what I wrote down and what I read, it was in, let me show you now, in the book. It's in this book. That's what I read, and that's what I got. So if you have a problem with anything I say tonight, pray and take it to God, okay? So as I was reading verse 1, and so on, I wrote down, God has and put, I'll put it like this, God has and can put authority in places. Let everyone be subject to it. Only God. Because even when mankind comes up with a law, God has to give okay where when he puts it to a vote, it has to be voted on, but God has to touch their heart. Even if they try to slip something in, God knows how to get it out of there. He knows. So only God can put authority in place. Remember I said God has the king heart in his hand. It said whosoever, it says so, who goes against the what God has established is operating in rebellion against God and will be judged by God and you brought it on yourself. So when you decide you want to go out here and you want to uh, steal from people, whether carjacking, or robbing, breaking in their house, um, just walking down the street, punching them in the face, I saw that on news, or uh, taking advantage of someone because they was drunk or you felt that they didn't know no better, like especially the young man that was standing at the bus stop waiting for the bus, and they asked him who he was with, what gang he was in, and, and, and they attacked him. They did what they did to him because he didn't answer them. Especially the child didn't understand what was going on, but at the same time, the one that did it seemed like he specially because he didn't understand who and what he was attacking. He was attacking someone that sees good in everyone until you do something to them to change their mind. So when I got to verse 3, what I got out of verse 3 is say, for those who do right, they are not scared because they understand the rules that have been put in place. But those that do wrong or bad, you are not free. So do what is right so when you get in trouble, you won't be complaining about what they did to you because you got in trouble at the time they're talking about giving you because you got in trouble. You got to remember, that's when you do something wrong. When you do something wrong, you're going to be rewarded for what you do. When you do something right, you're going to be rewarded for what you do because God gives commandment over his law. So if you do good, you will reap a good reward. If you do bad, you're going to reap a bad reward. Some are going to reap it by timing, whether it's immediately or 
it comes along. But you're going to reap what you sow. As I read on, it said, but you are, ye are, we are out here being troubled. We're misrepresenting ourselves. We're clicking up. Uh, we're out here. We're out of control. We're doing the wrong stuff. We're afraid to say that's not right. We're afraid to say I'm not going to be a part of that. We're afraid to say, uh-uh, stop. Don't do that to that person. You are not working under God's plan. See, some of us know the word of God, but we won't act on it. And some of us are ashamed. I say us because I don't want you to feel like the word don't apply to me. It applies to me also. Some of us are ashamed to let people know I believe in God, I feel God, fear God, and I do what God has said for me to do. So we're afraid that we're going to get caught up in what our friends think. We're not afraid we're going to get caught by God. We're not afraid that we're not operating under God's law. We're worried about what the street law is because the ruler of the street is going to determine. But I told you before, the king's heart is in God's whether you want to make somebody in this flush your king and you operate under what they're saying or you want to deal with what the king, only king, Father God, your father, my father, has to say, the king's heart is in God's hand. So we out here acting up, doing wrong. We're not scared of God's punishment, which is the ultimate punishment. We should be, because, see, when the judgment comes, as the word of God said, when the sword comes, it doesn't come in vain. God is not going to allow the sword to be used in vain. So we have to come to the attention that uh, (laughs) I'm reaping what I sow. Mm. I tried to do something, take something, plan something, make something happen that, did not honor God, did not give God the honor. I decided I was going to do it my way, you know. So since we do it our way, mm -hmm, guess what happens? We get punished because of our way. Not Yahweh, our way. So think of the punishment. Let your conscience remind you of the possibilities of the acts you are going to give. God. You're going against God's law. You're going against God's word. You're going against God's order. In the family, as well as your loved ones, think about when you do what you do, how it affects them. See, some of you all don't give a care about what happens to yourself. You don't give it no second thought because you didn't let someone, you, you didn't brainwash yourself of you don't care, which you, you do. You know you do. You know you do. Some of you all say, I'd rather have three, a meal and three cots, but the free, not having the freedom of moving around. When somebody tell you when you could do the one or two or when you could take a shower or when you could get dressed, when you could go to that that's to me, that is mind-boggling. Because, see, when you don't want to do what your mama say, when you don't want to do what your daddy say, when you want to say, can't nobody tell me nothing, why would you put yourself in a position to have someone tell you when you can or you can't? 
Maybe I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Now, that's a punishment to me. My conscience, I, I can't really understand that or receive that because that's a punishment to me, for me to allow somebody to convince me to go out here and do something like that and not be scared of what can happen behind it. Now, the sixth verse really kind of made me look at something. Because I looked at, in Chicago here, we're getting ready for election. And a lot of the stuff that people were talking about. Now, in America, we're getting ready to pay our taxes. So we're looking at a lot of stuff people are talking about, including me. Mm-hmm. It says, taxpayers demand that the authorities do something about what's going on <laughs> in their neighborhood. Did you know that? Even church members, they demand that something goes on in the church when they see things ain't right, whether it's from the front door to the pulpit. If they think something ain't right, they will speak up to the pastor or the board or who's in charge and say, I don't agree with this, this ain't right. Even some would even come in with their own agenda because they're not operating in, with, and through God because they didn't pray first. They didn't address God. They didn't take the issues to God first. So just like those of us in the street, we have to understand when things are going right, taxpayer demands, I'm going to put it like this, tax and tie payers demand that something be done. Because, see, one thing I saw on the news here in Chicago, on the north side, Wicker Park, Wrigleyville, uh, the north side, Ravenswood, all that area up north, uh, those people say, uh-uh, not over here. This carjacking, this uh, robbery and beating people up and beating people down, we ain't having that. They go to the alderman's office and remind them, I'll put you in office, I will help get you out. I will take on a personal bandana to get you out your office. I mean, they, they've talked, they walk, they believe, they stand on it. But the rest of us, we talk about the police got that blue collar rule. We got that ghetto, I ain't seen none. We, it's like the three monkeys. I ain't seen none. I ain't heard none, and I'm sure I ain't going to say none. And then we wonder why things don't change. Because 9 out of 10, it's my Mookie, my Pookie or my Buster that's doing something. Instead of you saying to them, uh-uh, you know what, if that's what you're going to do, you, you, you go out there with that, with that mess in the street because I'm not going to have that in my house. They're not going to be kicking down my door, busting out my windows, throwing those smoke bombs up in here to push us outside so they can get to you. I'm not having my life turned upside down and inside out. And if you did live that lifestyle, praise God, praise God for deliverance. If you did live that lifestyle, when you come to the truth, how they say when you know better, you do better. 
it's never too late to change your ways. It's never too late to say this bloodline curse shall stop right here. It's never too late to say right here I cancel this bloodline curse. Now, let's go on to the seventh verse because, see, the sixth and seventh verse really kind of the whole uh, uh, chapter really shook me a little bit because I, I really learned something that I really hadn't been paid attention to before or had really learned. So the seventh verse talk said, pay your vow. <laughs> pay your vow that you owe. If you owe taxes, pay it. If you owe someone money because you hired them for a job or you borrowed it or you said you was going to give it to them, pay it. If someone, whether it's your boss, your parent, or whoever it is, has put the honor to you, honor them back. Give respect where respect is due. You know, you hear people say respect is earned, not given. You want respect, but you don't want to give it. You want honor, but you don't want to honor. You want your you want your income tax check to come when they say you get a re a, re, a refund, but you don't want to work or pay taxes. Hmm. Come on now. You don't want to pay your vow. You made a vow unto the Lord. We always say, I'll add more to it before I take it back. Now, don't make your vow so important that you forget about the vow that you owe. That's when you walk under and in integrity. What are people going to say about you? Now, we're still talking about the law. We're still talking about authority. So let's not get sidetracked. It may not be the way you want it to be said, or it may not be the big words or the elegant words that you would use, but see, I'm going to operate with what God told me to operate in. I'm not going to act like I'm something that I'm not. Been there, done that. I grew up, and I understand that the joy of the Lord is my strength. If God be for me, he's more than the world against me. I understand that. I understand the fact that I must stay focused and do what God says because, see, I have to minister what God has put me to minister, not where God has put you or anyone else. Hey, Siobhan, thanks for joining in. See, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't know who I'm talking to. Mm, see, that's, that's what I'm not going to do. I'm going to make sure we have a good understanding. Now, we didn't talk about it. Give respect where respect is due. Give honor where honor is due. If you owe someone money, if you made a loan, whether it's a car loan, a home loan, or a personal loan, pay it back. If you owe taxes, pay it. Don't just see that. You know, I remember growing up. I ain't gonna just say even growing up. I remember hearing a couple of young ladies say as I was growing up, they better give me my money. I want my money. They owe them. They was talking about they check. They leave cards. But ain't worth a day, and they like I ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings. But like I said earlier, the shoe fits wear it. But yet it's still, 
when somebody asks you to bless them, to do for them, to honor them, in other words, to help them, you don't want to give it. See, that's not part of God's law. He said, if you know what, when, when um, what's her name, Ruth, went back with her mother-in-law, Naomi, I think that's her name now. I hope I got it right. And she went to work in Boaz's fields. Boaz told them, leave something around the edge. Ah, because she was in need. So he said, leave something for her, her, so she didn't, she didn't pick up because she was taking care of her mother-in-law. See, that was honor. That was respect. She made a vow to her mother-in-law, and she made sure she kept her vow. See, that's all, that's all the world is saying. Keep your vow. When you made a vow to God, when you first believed, ah, when you first believed, when you made a vow to him and said, God, I love you, I'll never leave you, but yet with the the ways in, of life, we, you know, decided we was going to do something else. Uh, we was going to walk another way. We was going to walk another lifestyle. We was going to live another lifestyle. We was going to live another way. We was going to live, in other words, we didn't want to go and, and work and operate under the word of God. We decided that's what we were going to do. See, we got to understand, we didn't get in the places that we are overnight. It took some time. But I tell you, I bet you in my heart, I bet you, if you just start praying and asking God to forgive you, he will bring you out of those places. Uh, God will only change your mind about your situation, but he will change the situation about you. Yeah, I better hear what I'm saying. I'm not telling you something I heard or something I wrote, wrote about, what well, I say read about. I'm going to tell you about something in my life. It was once upon a time I was involved with somebody, and I said, God, I need to get away from this here. I need to get away from this man right here. Let, y'all, let's be honest. I was young, and I was dating him, but my heart was attached to him. And because this man didn't operate under the law, but he was born in the house where his parents not only believed in God, but served God and taught him about God. But this young man, y'all, it's a joke, but it's true. You got 31 days in a month. How do a, a man, I'm not going to say the inverse, Negro, I'll say that, have more kids than it is days in a month? That's another story. But anyway, God, get me away from that. God had to change that situation, not just for me, but for that person to stop even trying to communicate with. Now, see, some of y'all want to act like you never did nothing wrong, you never was caught in a situation, you never was in a place, but you could keep lying to yourself. I'm trying to get free, be free, and help somebody else get there. I'm telling you, it happens, even to the best of us. Now, the eighth verse say, owe no man nothing but to love him. When you do this, you have fulfilled the law. Just because I don't want to be with you, around you, kicking with you, don't mean I don't love you. I love you. Uh, see, a lot of us want to say, how do you do that? You can love a person, but you don't have to be in love with them. See, I'm in love with God. It was a once upon a time I would say, oh, yes, I love God. He's my father. He's I love God. He's there. 
Every day he blesses me. But see, now I say I'm in love with him. By me being in love with God, I'm trying to keep his laws. You heard me say trying because, see, I ain't going to say I keep every law. No, I ain't going to lie to myself, on myself, or for myself. I try to keep his laws. I try to walk in his authority that he has given me. But when I'm not in a position to work and operate in a field, I don't have the authority in that. I try not to say nothing. I sit back. It's like being in a conversation with somebody. You with a group of people, and they have history, and you're the new kid on the block, and they talk to you. You don't know nothing they're talking about. How they say, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. The word says, owe no man nothing but to love him. When you do this, you have fulfilled the law. The ninth verse kind of, when I read it, it said to me, don't break God's commandments. See, a lot of times we don't want to talk about that. So we want to talk about all the good things. God said, I can have what I want. He owned a cattle on a thousand years. Oh, he took my feet out of the miry clay. He said he'll give me my heart's desire. God said I'll be like a tree planted by the river. But with everything God says, if you keep a reading and you keep a looking and you keep a understanding, it always go back to don't break his commandments. When the book started out in Genesis, it talked about how God created the heavens and the earth how God created man, how God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Look, it even talks about how God gave Adam and Eve how not to break his law by following this instruction. Don't eat of this, Um, but they did. When he taught them to bring his first first fruit with Cain and Abel, and one brother got jealous of the other brother. But see, y'all don't get with that. See, the Bible talks about it from the beginning all the way to the end, but we don't never want to remember that. But the ninth verse said, don't break God's commandments. No adultery. But even if you don't do it physically, if you look at it and do it in your heart, of him, you have committed adultery. Now, ladies, come on now. Y'all know we do some window shopping. And I ain't just talking about at the mall, M-A-L-L. We do some window shopping at the M-A-L-E. Some of y'all do some other window window shopping too, but I'm going to talk about God's way. He said don't commit adultery. He said don't kill. Mm. Don't steal. Mm. Don't bear false witness. Don't covet. Covetedness. That's also part of the word or any other one of his commandments. He said to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. So if you see your neighbor with a beautiful spouse, having cars and money and clothes and jewelry, and don't go over there trying to cover it. Take, want the spouse, want kill them for their clothes and uh cars and jewelry, that, that, that's part of God's word. He said, don't do that. Uh-huh. You don't want to go over here and lie to somebody to keep people from liking them because 
you don't want to like them or you don't like them or because you say they did something to you or they took something. Can't nobody take nothing from you or nobody from you. If that person left you, it's because they made that decision. Nobody made them. They did that decision. And if a person is put in a position where they feel like they've been made to do something, I say pray. I say seek God. Let God lead and guide you. You know, I pray that you say to God, God, I need immediate out. Help me get out of this situation. But the word says do not break God's commandment. Adultery, kill, steal, bear false witness, cover, or any other one of his commandments. He said, don't break it. He said, love thy neighbor as thyself. The 10th verse says, love works no ill to your neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. It goes right back to verse 9. Verse 8 and 9, owe no man nothing but to love him. Don't break God's commandment because you won't speak ill or do ill towards your neighbor. You will love him to fulfill God's law. The 11th verse says, okay, I read for this. Now that you know these things, it's time for us to wake up out of our sleep. Now, ain't nobody sleep on you. You sleep on God's law. You sleep on the authority that God put in place. You've been breaking God's commandments. You've been loving on yourself. You've been loving yourself so much you ain't left room for nobody else. For you to love nobody else and nobody else to love you. You've been doing everything but showing respect and honor. You've been doing everything except what God has told you to do. You have been repping everything, but you ain't been repping God. You know, who you with, what's going on. You haven't been repping God. You have not been looking towards doing the right thing. You have not been scared of the punishment that can come to you because of your acts, reactions, your uh, reputation, however you want to look at it. You have not put God first. You, you have not did that. So the 11th verse said, now wake up out of your sleep. For you've been asleep. Salvation is near. For when we first believe, excuse me, when we first believe that God was God and God has control, when we first believe that there's nothing too hard for God, when we first believe that, like Job, no matter how you slay me, I'll wait. Uh, See, some of us forgot to wait on God. Some of us forgot that long as I follow God's commandments and I do God's will and I, I love my neighbor as I love myself and I don't try to take from them to make myself look good because that's a temporary thing. God blesses is for real and everlasting. God blesses make you rich and added no sorrow. So when you go out here and take a little thing, they said on the news that um, was the State Farm and Progressive won't even share new policies for people that buy Kias and Hyundai because of an overlook from the manufacturer, and then they show you on YouTube 
how to do it to steal the vehicles. If nobody's carjacking, they're still they're breaking into industry. They're breaking into business. So it's, it's a difference between the industry and the business. You can have a small business, and you can have a large industry. They're taking what they want because they're not operating under the law of God. They're not loving. They're not willing to work for their loved ones. They're not willing to work for themselves. Can we first believe that God was everything? We first believe that if I ask God, wait on God, trust God, believe in God, everything. You know, when we look over everything, we have to say, God, teach me how to decrease that you may increase. God, get me out the way so you can have your way. God, not my will, but your will. See, we have to always make sure we're under the law of God. Now, we've got to stop walking as the law list. Oh. You know, I remember, it just popped in my head, I remember when the late Apostle Sergio Thomas taught us about uh, um, Leviathan, how Leviathan, the scales on his back, you, you couldn't break them, you couldn't get through because of the thickness. That, that's how a lot of us are out here in the natural as well as in the spirit. We're, we're, we're so messed up that the word of God cannot penetrate through us because we're walking around here with the spirit in the skin of Leviathan. I, I, I just say, God, get me, God, get me, get me. Start in my house first. Teach me how to love. Teach me that when people see me, they see you. Teach me how to act like that. Teach me how to receive you, God. Teach me how to walk in your authority because I want to be a minister of God. I want to make sure that my evil is not spoken of, that I'm doing good. Y'all know what I mean by, well, I think I'm doing good, but they're evilly spoken. They're speaking of me. They're they're, uh, speaking to other people about me, but I think that I'm looking good and doing good. Ah, see, I had to ask God to change some things, take some things out of my mouth, take some desires, Take some requirements. Uh, see, y'all, y'all got to understand by what I mean by that. God, take take that requirement out of me that I won't desire that anymore. I had to walk away from some things, walk away from some people, let some stuff go because I didn't honor God. I didn't respect God. I wasn't paying my vow to God. I, I said I'm going to do it, but I kept getting distracted. Hmm. So I had to get to the place, I said, it's time to wake up because salvation is near from when I first believed. God, I want to be in that number. Lord, I say I love you, and I want to make sure I love you all the time. At least I want to make sure I'm striving for perfection in you because I can never be perfect but I'm striving for perfection. The 12th verse says the night is nearly over. Y'all need to get understanding of that. The night is nearly over. So when you you really look at things, you know the day is almost here. It's already, what's to say? 
8.52. The day is almost here so that we know that when the night comes, we also we, are, we put aside all of God's order, all of God's worry. What I mean by worry, we put aside all of God's worry that we're not worrying him for what we should do. We're worrying him about what we're not doing concerning his work. We, we don't put on his whole armor of light because the day is coming near. We act a fool at night doing, I'm going to go straight to the 13th verse. Acting like we don't know no better, because the day is the day has come, but we can't we can be seen with the foolishness that we do at night. We can't do that in the daytime because most of the time we what we're trying to do we don't want to do it in the day because we'll be seen. When the night comes, we act all kind of ways. We we, we act out sexually. We act out our drunkenness. We act out with uh, all type of uh, things we do for the. Uh, do get drugs now. You can do that in the daytime, but at night it just seems like it's a. It gets a little worse. We, we we operate with our ignorance. We operate with jealousy. We go about doing our, our rioting. Really breaks out in the darkness of the night. We got to put away the dark stuff and walk into the light of God. We got to make sure that all these ungodly things we're doing is over. We got to stop. The 14th verse says, "But let us put on layers." This is what it said to me. Let us put on layers of Jesus Christ. And don't keep trying to satisfy satisfy the lust of the flesh. Let us just stop saying, God, not my will, but your will. God, let your will be done in my life. Let me walk in your will. God, for you are my Savior. I want to be more like you, O oh Lord. God, you're in control. God, I just want you to know that I don't want to walk as Renee anymore, Sylvia. God, I want to operate as your living epistle. I want to be rid of all men that says, if God be for me, he's more than the world against me. I want to be able to say that God is my all and all, my everything. So I thank you all for listening. I hope you got something out of the word tonight. Even though I didn't have but one or two visitors on Facebook, that's okay. Uh, the lines are open on Blog Talk. If you have anything to say, the lines are open. Please um, speak up now. Let the Lord use you. Okay, so we don't have anybody on Blog Talk that would like to say anything on tonight. I just want to say thank you all for joining in tonight. For it has been a blessing to me to speak to you all, to let God' uh, word be uh, sent out. I hope that it falls on good ground. I hope that you all will bless with the word. Um, if you see this in the archives or here in the replay, please share it. Let uh, people know that God is still on the throne. Um, he is an awesome God. I'm just so happy to say that I'm saved. I'm God so bless you, Minister Sylvia. Oh, okay, go ahead. Just want to thank you for staying the course. Thank you for sharing the word and 
for being an example of a faithful servant of God. Thank you for standing up and was it crying live and staring up. So you be blessed. Thank you again in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Randy, for texting in, uh, for listening. I appreciate it that wherever you at, it's uh, noisy, but thank you for being here. I just thank God for the opportunity that even I remember growing up and I used to see this man on the corner of Madison and Pulaski with a microphone and an amplifier, and he would be speaking to people, and he would um, just say what God has put on his heart and mind. You um, could hear him pouring his heart out with what he was doing. He he didn't care who saw him. He didn't care how they laughed and pointed fingers. He didn't care what people said or people did. He stayed the course because he did not want nobody's blood on his hand because God had called him to go out there. And even though I didn't have any viewers on um Facebook that showed in numbers or many on blog talk, I'm willing to do what God has told me to do regardless. If I have to be the only one that's looked at the uh, live broadcast or hear the blog talk, I trust God. God's law is for everyone. But for those of us that are ministers, and minister his word, we have to be responsible for what we're doing. We cannot um, operate as a minister of God, but we're doing evil work. And those that's doing evil work, you need to repent and ask God to deliver you, save you, and creating you a new heart. So I just, again, want to say thank you all for joining in. Or is there anyone else on Blog Talk that would like to make a comment at this time? Okay. This Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, will be the first Friday in February. Please tune in. I will be your speaker on this Friday. Um, this Sunday coming up will be Apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Minister Margot McCord, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Minister Kavon Merritt will be bringing forth the Word of God on Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10:30 a.m. Easter Standard Time, and next Monday is the first Monday of February, and that will be the Monday for Dr. Serena Wright. She will be bringing forth the Word of God. She will be ministering to us from the heart of God's Word. Yes, from the heart of God's Word. She will be bringing forth the word 
at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. Thank you again for joining in. Amen and good night. Thank you.